Welcome to the Scuffed Podcast. I'm Adam Bells in Minneapolis. With me is Greg Velasquez in Des Moines. We talk about U.S. men's soccer. Our guest today is Paxton Pomacall, the central midfielder for FC Dallas and U.S. U-20 International. He's leapt out of the gate in MLS this season, starting three of four games for Dallas and drawing strong reviews as an all-over-the-field midfielder and orchestrator for Luchi Gonzalez. Paxton, thanks for your time, and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Let's start by talking about your background. You, you grew up in Dallas, right? Yes, born and raised in Dallas. I've lived uh, here my whole life. So, yeah. Okay. How'd you get into soccer in the first place? Uh, my dad played soccer in college. So I'm not like from the Dallas city, like just DFW Metroplex. I live like 40 minutes north of the city. But yeah, my dad played in college and then, uh, yeah, he introduced us to the game. My mom wasn't really a, a soccer fanatic until like we started playing. Yeah. Me and my brothers. Until she realized you were going to be really good at it. Then she became a soccer fanatic. <laughs> No, no, from the beginning, she was a fan of anything we were interested in. So. Okay, cool. So so at what age did you join the FC Dallas Academy? Were you were you born at the complex or <laughs> No, I live I live like thirty five minutes away from the complex. So I actually grew up playing for the, the Dallas Texans. Okay. Here in Dallas and then I switched to uh FC Dallas Academy when I was fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Did you play as a winger then, or were you a number ten at that age? Like, what position were you playing at that stage? Actually, I think I I was fourteen. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I I, I was a ten, uh, pretty much my whole life growing up. Uh, or if we played like a four four two, I would play sometimes the outside mid on the left side. Okay. But typically, I would play like the ten and a four three three. Okay. Well, congratulations on another win over the weekend. Uh, you guys are you guys are what fourth from the top of the table in the Western Conference now. How do you? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. How do you? How did you feel out there? How do you feel out there these days? Good, man. I'm just. I'm really happy with how we're playing this year, especially uh, as a team. I mean, we have the right idea going forward. We like to possess the ball, and I mean, as you can see, we've played a lot of kids, and they're they're doing well as. I mean, guys had to step on the up on the weekend. We had Edwin and Thomas come in and play big roles in the game, so I'm happy to see them succeed. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling good, and we're all really excited for the rest of the season. What has changed for you since a year ago? Because I, I, you look like a different player, and I wonder how you think your game has changed. Uh, I think confidence is a big thing. Um, a guy with uh, the same talent level as someone who's more confident. I think the guy with more confidence is always going to prevail in the end. Um, the opportunities last year were limited. Like I didn't think I, I started only one game and I, I felt like I was coming off the bench in games that weren't really important. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd come off the bench when we were winning three zero or like if we were down three zero or three one, where it was like my, me coming on wouldn't really impact the game very much. You know what I mean? Right. So I felt like it wasn't really, uh, like if I come on and play when we're winning three zero, it's not like I'm really going to have to go forward and try to get that game winning goal or tie the game, you know? So it's like 
more easy, just pass it. And I didn't really have to do much when I came into games last year. So uh, I came into the preseason wanting to compete for a starting role this year. And uh, so far I've done well to, to play. And I think that we have a lot of talent in the midfield. So it's not like my spot's not guaranteed. We're every day in training. Ja'Cory just got back this week. So yeah. we're going to be competing. So how much do you credit Lucci for, you know, having that confidence in you? And I don't know, maybe that gives you the confidence to play better. Yeah, no, it's big. I don't, I don't think it's just Lucci. I think I, I, you have to credit the national team and tab as well. And Omid when I was with the U 18s, because when I wasn't getting games here, I could, I was always going to the national team and getting on the ball and playing meaningful minutes. So that, that helped me a lot with my progression going forward. But, yeah, Lucci's been instrumental for me just coming into preseason. The way we play is a little bit different with Lucci as well. It's more possession-based offense instead of a sh- pretty much straight count- counters and verticality with, with with Oscar. Right. So I think it, it kind of suits my play style a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that Lucci's been a big help, but as well as Tab and Omid and all these guys at the national team with yeah. my confidence. Okay. How would you describe your current role for Dallas? seems like you're picking up the ball everywhere, but you're also getting into the box and the attack. How do you describe it? Yeah, I think my role right now, it just, it depends on the game, right? So in the first two games I started, my role was more of an eight with Brian and to facilitate, to come back and help with the build play, but more link going forward and try to create opportunities. And then in the last game, I was playing uh, double six with Edwin. So I had a little bit more of a defensive role. Obviously, they still want me to get forward. But my main target was to get on the ball and create opportunities for possession to go forward for the team on, on Saturday. And, yeah, so it just depends on the game, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, one thing that's certain is they want me to work hard and to be in the involved in the build play going forward and create chances no matter where I'm playing. Yeah. So it seems, seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me you're, you're a more physical player, especially on the defensive side than that. At least you looked like in your limited action last year. Is that, am I imagining that? Or is that, is that something you've been intentional about? No, I think I've always pri- like took pride in myself. Uh, towards my defensive uh, part of my game. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe people didn't see that much of it um, when I was just getting limited minutes the past two years, but I think that's always been a, a part of my game. And I've, I've worked really hard over the past year to excel in that, especially if I'm going to be playing the eight role that, that needs, I need to be a threat going both ways. So mm-hmm. I think that I've, I've always took pride in it and it's always there. I think it's just, people are starting to see it a little bit more now. Okay. The 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 orchestration that you're doing is I think the of the attack is a thing that has a lot of pe- has a lot of people excited. What's what's the key skill needed for that role? Like what do you have to be good at to do that well? For cre- like the, creating going forward? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh I think the number one thing is awareness, right? So you always have to know where everyone is on the field. Um, I think that if you know where people are, then you can get away with a heavy touch every once in a while. If you Mm -hmm. take it in the right direction where there isn't anybody or, you know, I think that 
awareness is a big, big part of that. You see the best playmakers in the world are always, always checking their shoulders, always know where everyone is. And then obviously just the technical aspect of it, you have to be able to complete the technique and complete the pass or the dribble to be able to succeed in those positions. Okay. We're getting all touches videos of all your performances from USMNT videos nowadays. That's a Twitter account that a lot of people are really grateful for. I wonder if you see those and watch them. Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I just saw the one that they posted about on the, um, Colorado game from, from the Colorado game. Yeah. I saw it this morning actually, uh, on Twitter. So yeah, I, I think players see a lot more than you guys, you guys think we do, but we, we just try to stay out of the media side of it. (laughs) Yeah, probably wise. (laughs) So where do you think your game most needs improving? Like, what are you going to be working on in the next three months? Oh, I think set pieces for me are big. Uh, if I'm on the field, uh, I need to be taking set pieces. So I need to improve on that. I think my service can improve a lot. So I'm going to be staying after practice and doing a lot of free kicks and set pieces, corners. Sweet. Uh, I think, I think that, um, defensively I can still work on my tactics, right. Watching video and I have to be able to play that role, like that six role. If someone goes out, I need to be able to fill it in. So I need to work and study, do film on, positionally defensively in that role because that's that's a fairly new role for me playing a six and then um i think just uh keep working going forward i mean i i've been happy with the way i've been playing so far but i want more assists and more goals so i'm gonna keep trying to improve on that as well i saw you just you just about had a goal on saturday yeah i was it did defend it deflected and it hit the bar and i was like oh yeah but, It'll come. Hopefully, it'll come. It seems like it'll come. So I don't want to. I don't want to puff you up too much. But some people are comparing your game to Nico Lodero, and then there was this article in the Spanish press comparing you to Frankie De Jong. What do you What do you make of those comparisons? Yeah, obviously, obviously, it's an honor to be compared to guys like that. I mean, of such high caliber. Um, but at the end of the day, I. Like, I'm my own player. I want to be able to do what I do uh, the best. Obviously, I'll take pieces from the best players around the world, but I, I like to be create my own identity. But at the end of the day, I'm playing for myself, my teammates, coaches, and family. So what what the media compares me to, or it's it's honestly, it's it's an honor. But at the end of the day, it's like, for me, I don't pay attention to that stuff. I'm just trying to make everyone that, is a part of my life proud. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to project too much, but I think a lot of fans of your game were frustrated by the limited opportunities you got over the last two years, you know, before this year. And I wonder if, you know, you're roughly the same age as Weston. You're a little bit younger than Weston McKinney, but I wonder if you, when you saw him making his debut for Schalke and then playing for a, a team that was, you know, near the top of the table in the Bundesliga last year regularly, did you did you have uh, FOMO, like fear of missing out? No, no, no FOMO at all. I've always been very, very content ever since the day I signed to be here, and I'm I'm still really happy to be here, and I I love this club, and I'm happy to play for FC Dallas. So there was there was never a, a fear of missing out or any FOMO. I was just patiently waiting for my opportunity and 
I was confident in myself and I knew that when it came, I was going to take it. So, um, yeah, no, I, obviously I'm proud and happy for a guy like Weston because uh, he deserves all the best and he's killing it right now. But at the end of the day, I was, I wanted to play here. And when I signed, I was very happy with my decision. Well, it's a decision that has panned out. It seems let's, let's talk about a, a little bit about the national team setup. Your, your U20 teammates just wrapped up a pair of friendlies in Spain. Yeah, they won this morning. Yeah. I just saw that. So I was wondering if you're, if you're paying attention to those. Are you, are you getting like a secret video feed that the rest of us don't get? <laughs> no, no. Um, of, of course I'm keeping up. I don't get the secret. There's no secret uh, stash of videos that you Dang guys it. don't see. But <laughs> cool, though. But uh, no, I've been talking to like Chris Richards and my roommate when I'm at national team is uh, Frankie Amaya. So I've been FaceTiming him and checking in with him, seeing how the guys are doing. But yeah, I'm I'm bummed to not be there. But at the same time, it's 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 a good problem to have, you know, yeah. being here and starting games and not going there. But yeah, that that's where the FOMO is a little bit, not being with my best friends and those guys. But uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with them and. They had two good results there, so I'm proud of the guys. Yeah. So you, you had a great, great showing in the CONCACAF Championship in November, involved in a lot of goals. Tell me what you can about that experience. What was your what was your mindset going in, and you know, afterward, what was your mindset coming out? Uh, going in, I was very, very happy to be there, uh, be selected as one of the – I think we had 20 guys there. Yep. Because at the end of the day that we have a lot of talent in this 2099-01 age group. Yes. And there's there's going to be a lot of uh, players in that discussion for the World Cup. So to be to be on the team for the, the qualifiers itself was really important for me. And, uh, yeah, I was going in with the mentality, just do the best I can to help the team. Uh, Tab and I spoke, and he just really wanted me to uh, be confident going forward. And I felt like at the other camps before uh, the qualifiers, I was playing a little bit too conservative a little bit, not really taking risks and taking chances. And that was something we spoke about. Hmm. So I think that uh, I did that a lot better in qualifiers and it's, it's carried over into the season right now. Yeah. So that would, is it fair to think of that as like, a, you know, one of the catalysts for your strong performance in MLS so far? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look back last year, I was getting limited minutes. And, you know, when you get on, you, as a young kid, sometimes you you have the, the fear of making a mistake in a way just sure. because you you want to be perfect. So it's it translates when you're in attacking mid. You, you don't really look like you're going forward and trying to create opportunities as much when, you're, when you have the fear of making mistakes. Right. So I think that uh, when – that kind of was how I was playing a little bit. And it's weird because when you're a player, you don't really notice it yourself. You're just like, okay, I had a good game. And then you kind of need an outside source to tell you, you know what I mean? Like you, you don't notice that you're playing timid or scared uh -huh. in a way. And then uh, I had conversations with different people and yeah, they were very productive and tablets one as well. After one of the national team camps, we had to talk about, uh, me being more dangerous going forward and taking risks and driving and not being afraid. And that really resonated with me. And I took that into qualifiers. And yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you totally, you, you totally were pushing the game in, in a lot of those games. 
So are you going to be able to play in the U20 World Cup? Is Dallas going to release you? Uh, so we haven't had the conversation yet, but I think uh, they've been open and honest with uh, how we handle the national team. And we had good dialogue and communication about this last camp, me, Tab, Lucci, everybody. But uh, I don't think the club is uh, going to hold anyone back, regardless of starting or not starting uh, to go to the World Cup. Um, I think it's a big opportunity and I think they know, they know that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see when the time comes, but I think that from the president all the way down that everybody's very, I mean, we're a development club at the end of the day. So I think that they'll be, they'll be happy to send guys here to the, go to the world cup. Yeah. I mean, if they want to sell you to Real Madrid for a hundred million dollars, they better send you to the, (laughs) um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, a serious question. Uh, I see potential for excellent chemistry between you and Alex Mendez. That that was evident, especially in the you know the championship game where you assisted both of his goals. You're so mobile and active, and he's maybe not quite as mobile, but has you know has his own set of skills that are yeah unique. Um, what do you think of that? partnership do you think your strengths work well together yeah I mean Alex is an unbelievable player so you put talent on the field ultimately at the end of the day there's going to be success regardless so I think he he has his skill sets and he's an unbelievable player on the ball so I think um yeah I think we'd work well together we have in the past I mean I've been multiple camps with him and we've played together and he's He's a joy to play with. He never loses the ball, creates opportunities. So, yeah, I think if if we both play next to each other, I think there will be a lot of success, hopefully. Yeah. Well, well I was going to ask you if, if you stay in touch with teammates like, like him and Chris and the other guys, but you kind of already answered that question. You've been FaceTiming with Frankie. Um, do you guys generally stay in touch, like, outside of camps and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. All of us, all of us stay in touch. I mean – for the most part, like I have a few Snapchat streaks with like Chris Gloucester and <laughs> a couple other guys. So yeah, we, we have our, our guys that we keep in touch with and yeah, we, we all, we all try to stay in touch. I mean, when we come to camp, it's, it's so fun to just be with everybody. It's like a little mini camp. Like uh, you're in call, you're in hotels with each other. You spend every, I mean, we were at, at qualifiers for a month with each other. So right. you, you live with each other and, spend every day so you kind of grow that bond so yeah we all keep in touch so a couple a couple questions about the senior national team have you been watching uh the games since Burhalter took over yes of course yeah what's your what's your analysis of the way they're playing uh, i think that there's been a lot of progress uh, obviously it's gonna take time for a coach to implement his style on a team. And I mean, you can even see that with Dallas right now. I mean, we're, we're all still trying to learn the system and figure everything out, but mm-hmm. I think there's been a, po- a positive uh, outcome so far. And the way we've been playing has been, it's been good. If you look at the Ecuador game, I think that uh, we had a lot of possession and yeah. we created a lot of chances as well. So yeah, I've been, I've been happy and we've been looking good. So I'm, I'm looking forward for the future. Yeah. So how do you think, you might be able to fit in on that squad probably in like the, well, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
it, first off, it would be an honor to be even be called up sure. to the senior team. I mean, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment in itself. So if I don't play, I'd be happy. But uh, if I was to get on the field, I mean, I, I don't know, some, somewhere in the midfield um, or even on the wing, I, I'm happy to play any role that a coach gives me and I'll, I'll try my best to do it well. All right. Well, anything anything I should be asking about that I'm not asking? <laughs> no, I think you, you've covered a lot, but is there anything you want to ask me? Uh, well, I guess, has Berhalter made any contact with you? Are you mostly just staying no, in touch no, with Tab? No. Yeah, no, just, uh, yeah, just staying in touch with Tab, texted him, and just wish the boys good luck. And, yeah, he... We have a good relationship there, but no, I haven't spoke with Greg at all. Okay. I mean, it's, I guess the reason I asked the question is Georgie Mihailovich is not that much older than you. And it was kind of a surprise when he was called up, at least to some of us. And, um, and then he ended up starting both games in January camp because he fits that role, you know, or at least he, he was able to adapt to it pretty quickly. And, I think it's not a, too much of a stretch to to see you fitting that role pretty well too, you know. But, yeah, no, I thought that Georgie had had a pretty good uh, end of the year last year, and obviously he tore his ACL, so that was a bummer. But yeah, I thought that he he's kind of that glue in the midfield for Chicago Fire. So yeah, uh, I was happy to see him get called up, and then once you're in camp, it's just competing against the guy next to you. So once you get that opportunity, he just ultimately won the spot and I'm, he's my friend so I'm, I'm proud of him but cool yeah cool yeah well um i guess you got eight or nine matches before the world cup so so best of luck with dallas and um hope to see you on the field in poland man thanks for uh, yeah hope hope to be there so hopefully you guys can see me in poland as well yeah all right well thanks thanks paxton have a great day yeah no problem thank you for having me take all care right.